0: hey guys welcome to the moment with Marius Marcel I'm your host Marius Marcel so you're still thinking of me just like I know you should. all right this is the last year of the new year oh, the last day before the new it year It is. Sorry so I'm out in LA this is actually a live uh recording um I have one of my best friends he's also an author choreographer video director writer um graphic designer oh, I think he's also an engineer <laughs> He might a, be he's a whole <laughs> list of shit um Chris Cotton we went to school together actually we went to the same school together I was actually graduating when he actually started but he's always been like an older little brother to me um giving me advice, always being there. So to kick off this season of this podcast, I thought it'd be great to actually start a conversation with him about a year in reflection. So what? hey, Chris? what's
1: <laughs> up, Mo? Um, this is so on the spot, but I'm here for it. I'm so here for so it. So
0: it was his birthday a couple of days, so he kind of ignored me a couple of times. But I so decided crazy. just... crazy.
1: I did not get his phone call, I promise. <laughs>
0: I decided to pull up with um to talk to him um i had him on the schedule and then another friend of mine i'm gonna catch up with her tomorrow but i had him on schedule just to start the tone of like some of the conversations i wanted to have so this season of the podcast is all about you know defining moments in your life making change um having a journey but it starts with like reflection so Chris is the person I go to when I want to have my therapeutic moments. So just be heard or get drunk and just ramble on and on and on. And he sits across from me and asks me questions back. Like, have you thought of this and thought of that? He's a, he's a therapist, I guess, too.
1: I've gotten that a few
0: times. (laughs) So give us a little overview of who you are. So I don't have to keep bragging you up.
1: So, uh, recently 32 year old from Hyattsville, Maryland, Mm -hmm. um, lived in Highestville for 17 years before I trekked my way to Tallahassee, Florida (laughs) on the seven seven of highest hills uh, at Florida A&M University to study mechanical engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely stuck it out the whole way through, which Mm -hmm. was very, very challenging for me because halfway through I found my passions in the plethora of things that (laughs) Maurice mentioned, which was outside of what i was studying so um i really had a tough time um figuring that out uh but um life kept going and you know uh 2013 i decided Mm -hmm. to officially move to la out of new york and atlanta um just as a creative pursuing photography i'm like la you know should be a great pick but it was the last pick right And so I got here and um, I just got I got to L.A. and just got shook up with my focus, like my focus wanted to be on photography. And that was not taking place. Um, It was like it was I swear God, the universe was shutting the doors to my photography. Mm -hmm. But I had this blog going and I was writing. And I was posting on uh, my Facebook in this hour I'll never forget this one guy um, messaged me about writing a book mm-hmm. and I was like write a book who what <laughs> what are you talking about and just based off of my Facebook statuses um, but long story short uh, did my first publication at the end of 2015 uh, received this moment uh, that was really kind of groundbreaking for myself just not seeing myself as an author mm-hmm. so that was an add in addition to um, you know, who I am, what I do, and uh, ever since then, I've just been, you know, um, doing a lot of different things community-wise. I like to create spaces um, for authentic conversations, whether if that looks like through uh, retreats, focus groups. Um, I even started my own podcast earlier this year, a lighter lighter fluid podcast, (laughs) so yeah, I'm just kind of... Uh, all-around jack-of-all-trade, hopefully yep. a master of master half of them.
0: <laughs> so the reason why I wanted Chris to actually get on, I jumped, popped up at his house, um, to start this season, the series off, is talking about reflection. So like I mentioned, we always have great conversations relating to reflection. And since this is the last day of the year, I thought it would be great to touch on. Chris gave you an idea of his story, and I want to get into some of the lessons he learned. But I kind of want to start with this year. So this whole year has been a strange year yes. for both of us. So tell us about, I guess, walk us through to where you start this year and where you think you're ending it today. Okay. <laughs> and mentally. and So what's interesting about this
1: year, which is different from um, a lot of previous, I probably have made mm-hmm. 30, 40% more money. Yeah. So financially this year has been... <laughs> Uh, great com- yeah. compared to previous mm-hmm. uh but as i was telling you before um we started actually recording uh creatively i felt pretty stagnant mm-hmm. um the later half yeah. so the podcast was me like on it like yeah. just the process of producing it editing um coming up with the ideas having six people join me in a conversation and It runs smoothly and people are being like raw and vulnerable. Like all of those things, all those elements was Mm -hmm. happening, what, two and a half months straight. Uh, And then that kind of just came to a stop. Um, People's schedules for my next podcast wasn't Mm -hmm. lining up. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't really make because I wanted to keep the whole six guest element and that just wasn't working. So I just kind of paused it. And ever since then, I've had some great ideas come to mind to do some other types mm-hmm. of uh, productions, yeah. uh, mainly video, mm-hmm. uh, but they have not come to fruition. The whether, And it's always something that's missing, whether if I feel like I don't have the proper um, team or if I am going to go a DIY route, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I don't have the proper video equipment, lighting, mm-hmm. audio, like all of these different things. Yeah. And so... Literally since March of this year, it's been that kind of slow with not producing some sort of content or creativity that I've wanted to put out into the world this year.
0: Why do you think that you were stagnant? Do you, like, it's just like I it?
1: said, it was always an element that I
0: felt was missing that f- wouldn't push it forward. Do you feel like it was an excuse or do you feel that it's... Cause you said you have more means this year than ever, so right. you had support. And you had the ball started rolling, where you know March to now. That's um, yeah, nine that's months literally so nine months. Yeah. yeah, So is it? What do you think? Reflecting back on it, kind of scattered in general, like, like mental, just mentally scattered. Yeah. I
1: would say, like, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm telling you about three or four different projects all in one conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm talking yeah. in general about. So, whether I'm talking about some of my poetry mm-hmm. um to create, I have this kind of whole thing about like doing some um artistic videos lip syncing yeah. uh the pot revamping my podcast right. um all of these different things, but not and i in but see the other thing about all of this is that I feel like what I do always has proper timing Mm -hmm. and so like even as i hear myself talking about it like i know what i have to put out in the world like it's going to be dope whenever it is put out into the world yeah so like even though like it is an excuse right when i do say like oh like this resource this person who Mm -hmm. i feel as a stylist should be working with me or whatever we haven't set up the meet like whatever the excuse is like i still believe like these visions and like these things i want to focus on i have its proper timing yeah i think
0: it's it's difficult I, I, right before we started we um i was talking to him about i felt the same way i felt that i had a list i felt more prepared this year to really take on any individual independent projects i wanted to do um, like a Maurice press. Yeah, like I felt like I was doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, or a lot of helping other people agenda yeah. and pushing that. And I will always, since you met me, push minds to the to the back. Yeah. So I felt more prepared, but it's distractions I had going on that mental focus part. Um, as I was saying, this year was a year of awareness. Like I, I learned who, you know, I had friends. You know, back in college, I had a group of friends or people that I hung out with. That went left, and then I found out that some of that I just basically replaced actors in the same mm, roles, yeah. and so that hit me hard because I remembered exactly how those situations set me back in the past, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, damn, Maurice, you, you're, you're going down the same path mm-hmm. again. So that was a big factor, um, and then social media and other things of looking back i started this journey maybe 10 years ago doing a little creative work here and there and now being blessed with all different types of opportunities i'm saying well now i'm this age and then now the 21 year old is doing exactly what i thought of and i started feeling bad about that that i didn't step out when i should have and then now i'm like i don't deserve to be in the race Mm. (laughs) no that's no that's real
1: because um I think sometimes when you feel like like things are moving ahead mm-hmm. at a pace that's faster than yours yeah then you're like how can I keep up mm-hmm. or get to where culture is yeah. or like where other people who I know are in the lane you know um, but I'm always reminded of how like there's a lane out there for us mm-hmm. that's like specifically specifically uniquely designed for us yeah you know and it that's where the comparison drama comes into play too of like well since such and such <laughs> is already here and doing this yeah. like
0: where does that put me yeah. but it what, don't have to be like that what would you say would be looking back like the, the three best lessons you learned this year
1: I feel like I'm always being taught patience, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but maybe that's just life. But patience for sure. Um, Because I think like as much as like we do live in the grind, Mm -hmm. like these type things, like they need to be nurtured. Like they need a process. And sometimes it's not just having the resources, not just having to, oh, because I have the finances, mm-hmm. let me, you know, buy this equipment, da 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 Sometimes it's like you really haven't met maybe someone you're supposed to collaborate with on that project yet. Right. And what seems like a delay is really just the timing in which to meet that person mm-hmm. so y'all can collab. So just little things like that. Um, patience, I would say... Um, not being afraid to let go. Yeah. Um, people, places, things, ideas. Um, and also, like, sitting with my emotions. Like, even the ugly ones. Um, which is, gets uncomfortable. Like, don't nobody want to feel abandoned? Don't nobody <laughs> want to feel rejected? Like, I don't want to sit with that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: sitting with the emotions, I think, that is a good little segue. Because that is one thing that... For me, it's been hard. I hate being vulnerable, yeah. and I hate being a walking bucket of self pity. Right. But I never knew how to express them without it being like a dramatic moment. Okay. It like is like zero or one hundred. It Got wasn't it. any like speed temperature speed around thirty five <laughs> miles rhyme. per hour. Okay. When dealing with it. Um. So actually, I was gonna share. This was gonna share with you. I wrote an actual. I was so pissed about this year. Um. I basically, it was around November. I just felt like every month something crazy was happening. Um, I felt that a lot of moves I was making personally was regressive. Like I, I, I was going back into a hole with different emotions or people or relationships. I just seen it before. Mm-hmm. So one day I was getting ready to travel um, with some friends to Europe and I was at work and I was so, I, ne- I woke up, went to the gym and I all I, I just woke up with so much in my head and my heart and I was mad and frustrated. So I went to the gym and I started like watching videos. Like sometime I watch like Oprah, you know, like those motivational videos. Right. Or I listen to a playlist with like gospel music and it just wasn't working. Mm. So I went to work, I said, you know, forget that, get to the office and I just decided to write a letter to two thousand eighteen about how I feel. So I'm gonna read you the draft of um, Wait,
1: can I can I just yeah. paint everyone the picture yeah, of what picture. 2018, 2018 looks like? Yeah. She oh. have you seen the wig? I think <laughs> I should start my group. So imagine 2018 looking like just a worn out like a, a wig that has been in the washer. In the washer. In the washer yeah. 18 times and has dried yeah. on the hottest cycle for two days <laughs> two days for two days and, what and it's just stuck like that like you can't put a comb through it a pig like it's just fried and
0: dry <laughs> so that's what 2018 looked and like then and I just you want get to it out the dryer <laughs> and then the dog gets it and, and the dog and right on the house yeah. <laughs> yes so I wrote. So that's who he's talking to. A letter. Um, <laughs> remember we used to do the dear this, dear that. So that's what I got idea from. Okay. So this is just a draft. So this is like, I was gonna publish it, but so excuse my edits or grammar. Um, dear 2018, I hope this letter finds you well. explanation <laughs> I wanted to take some time and reach out to you on a personal note, particularly relating to our relationship. I know we're not exclusive, and you're talking to other people more like a billion other people, to be honest. But I still wanted to shoot you a note about my feelings relating to us. I'm not (laughs) sure where to start, but I would just try and get to the point. The time we spent with each other over the last 11 months or so have been interesting, to say the least. After my previous relationship with 2017, I went into this one with the idea it would feel, it was full of promise. See, when 2017 and I were together, I must admit, it was one of the best times of my life. I jet-set it around the world, accomplished some goals that I thought were unattainable prior to 2017, enjoyed new experiences and doors open to me beyond my wildest imagination. It was surreal. And the money 2017 provided, insane. 2017 always had a, a bag waiting for me, Anything I, for anything I did. I learned the power of now. Good times with champagne and the school, uh, expensive gear. So when January came along, I ran into you quickly after my time with two thousand seventeen ended. Mm. I never forget our first date. It was unlike any previous dates I've had with other years. Even the location. We met in a cold empty bar in the midst of strangers who were visiting New York. I didn't know what to expect. We didn't exchange we didn't exchange pics so I had nothing to go by. Just only what people said you were gonna be like in the time of your arrival. I was alone waiting for the most uh, for the most part is because my friends I usually have with me were too busy to be dragged along. And the ones who came left before you arrived to meet their own dates. You were ushered in precisely at midnight. I remember turning to a stranger saying, this is different. You didn't appear dressed in something fancy, carrying expensive champagne to celebrate our meeting nor arriving with 2017 mutual friends to celebrate our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> However, I said, okay, I'm interested in seeing where this will go. I'm open to this new relationship. What do you have for me? I don't think you got my humor, probably because you noticed the passive subtext of my question. So the first two months, I waited for the thrills and the trips, but I felt like off bat, the relationship was empty. Nothing rewarding. You brought drama to my life, confusion, separation, and a sense of negativity. I immediately shut down because I wasn't familiar with this type of situation. After having such a good time with 2017 and leaving all the stress of the previous year's relationships behind, I was perplexed. I was—I remember saying, hold up, what's happening here? So I patiently just sat back. I didn't want to conflict or add to the drama. I just wanted to proudly say and feel that I was in control. Even though with that level of uncertainty, I began to feel early in a relationship That my idea of me being in control was a defense mechanism, or worse, just a lie. People who I thought were friends, you pulled us apart in many cases. Instantly, despite the months and years of them being present in my life, people who I felt celebrated me, you shined a light on an ugly truth that they just tolerated me. As time progressed, those jobs and opportunities that offer minimal rewards, but a sense of comfort, you, like a thief in the night, removed them. Mm. It was sudden, sharp, and alarming. What did I do become the constant argument between you and me. No no answer, just silence. I remember many days filled with anxiety, wondering what the next day with you would bring. I pulled out my bag of tricks and tools I used in other relationships. Most of the tools were outdated. I couldn't find an app to download to make them even work. Update your software and these gadgets are useless, period. That's all I got. My younger associates told me when they responded via DM or a GIF of a black boy drinking the milk of judgment, looking at me. (laughs) Shit. I went through a period of trying to find other little ways to cope with you. Uppers, downers, shopping, drinking, new distractions. You also quickly snatched them away as if I was a child, leaving me to ask, how the hell do you expect this to work between us? Six months ago, you put me in a place where all I had was you, and it was me. It was very lonely at first. You starved me. You took away the food of addictions I once indulged to feel full the drinks you gave, that gave me the illusion of peace, ran dry, and you removed the dark shades I wore to distort the reality of something I refused to see as is. I sat in a dark place with my eyes closed, attempting to focus on the past, um, and once brighter days. Here and there, you checked in on me and said, "I love you." That is why you're here, but I owe you nothing. It was harsh, confusing, and some days made me really angry. I remember exploding, saying, "This is fucked up." You started to come between me and my friends. That was when you started to come between me and my friends that was the last straw don't fuck with me and my friends i remember thinking fearfully to say it out loud saying that out loud possibly reveal cracks or imperfections in the people i love so mm-hmm. no i didn't want to give you that impression or insecurity relating to those treasured relationships i went to love i went to my loved ones to share how bad you were to, to me but it seemed like they loved you for what you was doing for me doing to me they condoned it. How sadistic I thought. As I set days in a place you put me in, I cried. I cried many times to be honest. Many days, some sleepless nights. I whined and complained. But when I cried, I thought of solutions to survive you. I thought of new ideas. I needed a way out that wouldn't harm myself or others. I wanted to rise out of a place like the Phoenix to prove to you I am unbreakable. I refused to die and become very I I'm sorry, I refused to die and became very competitive with you. But like I said, it was like you already knew my hand before I played my old tricks. So what did I do? I blamed others and questioned you repeatedly. Who told you my new moves? Who portrayed me? Who set me up? Everyone is an enemy that, and they are working with you to destroy me. Insane, right? Yeah, I used that as an excuse to say hi. I'm crazy and full of self-pity. But after all of that, still silence from you. Just you and me. Turning point. Eventually, I started to open my eyes and slowly wipe my tears and realized there was a lot of windows around me. Yes, the sun would set, but um, sorry, but there was also a lot of beautiful mornings. Honestly, I didn't see because I was too busy focusing on the pain and sorrow that was of the past. Mm. I also noticed how much there was to do in my own space. So used to being in other spaces, didn't see I haven't cleaned up my space in a while. While I thought what I thought was starvation, I reframed as a healthy detox of impurities. And now... My And not having my shades enabled me to see how things were out of fashion. Honestly, disgusting. Some people looked in look, how some people looked in my life figuratively and literally. Yuck, I thought. Was this me falling off the wagon to crazy land? No, this is just a shift in thinking. When my friends came to visit, I was able to hear them clearly that it just wasn't about me. It was about them as well. They were too exhausted, stressed, experienced their own pain. How selfish of me to think their shift in energy was all about me. I realized they weren't visiting, they were not visiting a prisoner locked up in a hole. That was me focusing on the lens that I saw myself in. They saw someone involved in this as something more significant, shedding old layers to expose something even more beautiful. I learned what it meant to be valued and to be, to value and to be valued. When did it, when did it become a shallow idea for me? I don't know. Being alone, I developed an unquenchable need for peace and being aligned with myself and purpose. When I first decided to write you, I must be honest, I was planning to break up, but not in a nice way. In my past relationships overall, I ran from the person on the issue that pulled the situation apart. It was one of my fatal flaws, fight or flight, but mostly I did both. Dramatic endings and running. I thought that this tactic protected me to remind me of the worst parts of the relationships or the friendship. The internal grudges served as a declaration that I have learned from that situation and a warning label for anything that felt familiar. But if you know me, you know that I don't hold grudges. I get over things really fast and typically very forgiving. So holding on to those grudges just to be stubborn and protective of my state of mind is just bullshit and me being fearful of vulnerability. Ultimately, I took those grudges into every situation consciously, but unconsciously not thinking about how it could be ruining my future blessings. So, you taught me to act differently, acknowledge my feelings, but move on with peace if needed. Also, to be open to repairing relationships and growing with situations. And that I know in my heart, I have a deeper meaning beyond the surface infraction that typically causes the rift. So, this is not a breakup letter or I hate you and I'm so ready to see other people because the hell you put me through moment. I realize that this is a thank you letter. I know you are ready to settle down with someone who is more compatible and ready to end their journey soon, like yourself. Or, as you can see, it's too. I'm sorry. As you can see, it's too much in life for me to end with just you. No offense, no love lost. And this relationship will never be forgotten forgotten. Thank you for your time of reflection. Thank you for reminding me of the most important relationship I ignored on a deeper level is the one myself. Thank you for introducing me to new friends, holding my hand as I watch others fade away and providing me the strength of patience when it came to the ones who remain. There is no such thing as perfection within me or others. It's one of your best lessons I've learned. Last thing, I won't see you at that place we met at midnight in January. I plan to be somewhere else. But whatever comes into my life at midnight in December, I'll be sure to welcome it, smiling and excited to show how amazing a person you have helped me become. And ready to grow. Wasn't that a moment? That was amazing. (laughs) I'm sorry it was so lengthy. (laughs)
1: Did you record that?
0: Yes. This is all personal story testimony.
1: (laughs) That was so good.
0: Wow. (laughs) So what's your thoughts on it? Like that is... I mean, I feel like
1: so many people could relate to that. Like... (laughs) Yes, that was your, you know, personal experience, but there were so many layers that I feel we all are just dealing with, like, Mm -hmm. on an everyday basis, but 2018 kind of, like, brought up a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, Like, there's, I mean, on social media, on Instagram, like, there's a meme that's going around that's saying, um, ain't nobody posting 2019 is my year because 2018 humbled my ass right you know what i'm saying so like i think in general there's just kind of this feeling that 2018 is really has just been a bitch yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and you just and and thank you for sharing because i know like you know there's some personal things in there so like um thank you for being vulnerable yeah, and see that's, that's a
0: 2018 lesson no that's really really dope i i'm touched <laughs> you know like the, the reason like i said the point of sharing that um is one saying that we can survive anything you know when you put that's your true. head through it but i think the best lesson that i've learned is how you see things um okay i am a visual artist as you yes so and i can paint pictures for other people to see whatever they want i want them to see i could write something to make people feel whatever you know that's just a talent but for myself i had a i struggle with doing it for myself like you've been through a lot of my personal issues with relationships and situations where the grass was dead it wasn't greener it was just like i would have a different perception on something and i would hold on to that forever um, instead of just stepping back and saying that, hey, it didn't happen this way, or look at the positive side of it. Yeah. And before that, I thought that was just bullshit. Uh, cliche, until I actually had to experience it this year, to say, wow, like, through all of those emotions when I was writing that, like I said, the, the, the letter initially was a, I was upset, like, I was pissed, and I did not plan to, because people say, write out your problems, write out your issues, yeah. and I never tried that. So... The best way for me to do it is in a creative form. Okay. so I said I'm going to make this a person. That was so good. <laughs> like, Personify this person.
1: You know, and people, and like as I was listening, I was like, so many people can interchange mm-hmm. who 2018 was, right, 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 with like different people in their lives, yeah, or even God, yeah, or the universe. Right. Like it has such a like general universal tone, yeah, that.
0: It speaks a lot. It's very good. Yeah, And then to say that when you do decide to walk away from something and you make that choice to do what's best for you, you don't have to do it in a way that don't bring you peace. Mm. I think that's another important thing for mm-hmm. me that you were just asking me, you were talking about a, a friend of mine or somebody I used to be cool with. And it, until today, Chris yeah, right. was like, it was How five it years been? ago. And I, and I just kept thinking, it was like a year ago. But I was like, yeah, it's been five years. And for like three of the five years, it wasn't peaceful for me. I mm. would bring it up or be connected to it. So even though we were not friends any longer, it still wasn't peaceful mm-hmm. for me. You might as well say we were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like the last two years, there was other people that came into my life and situations and things like that. That all I remember of this friend now is the good things that they brought into my life. Wow. I don't remember, yeah, oh, I don't wow. remember any of the bad. Interesting, because that I means I had let go of it, and that you know if it's like Tallahassee from Family I remember. I don't remember the bad things. I don't remember like going without. I just remember the idea of fun and teaching young yeah. kids how to be present and runway and fashion and photography and you know sitting back with you. I don't remember any of the bad because gotcha. I think I have settled in the piece of it and said this is the what I got from them.
1: I think that's something that's a big huge takeaway and maybe because yeah. I've never looked at how I let go of things that way. Yeah. Um. So that's really really interesting that. You basically are saying, like, you know, when you're on the other side of, I guess, the pain of a situation, yeah. when you don't see yourself, number one, bringing it up in yeah. a way that's like yeah. kind of salty or negative. Right. Um, but when you think about that person or that experience yeah. or that situation, that your thoughts are positive about it. Right.
0: Yeah. It's really cool. So. That's okay. reframing. Yeah, no, <laughs> re-framing. that is reframing. No, that literally, yeah, totally. So, totally. I guess, you know, that's it. I just really wanted to talk to you about reflection. It was a brief conversation and share my moment. Can I share uh, a poem? Yeah, uh, I do. Oh, look this at this one. a competitive little yeah, pull up. He was you know, I was wondering well, what I'm he was like, doing. If he going to show up. <laughs> so, end this on a good little poem. Let me show up
1: too. With the writing or whatever. <laughs> all right. Cool. So uh, kind of in response to talking to Miss 2018, <laughs> um, this is not a message to her, but this is a message to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone who's listening, I feel we are all kind of collectively at what is titled this poem the tipping point like we're all at a tipping point Mm -hmm. um we're like we've been an old us Mm -hmm. and we're like at a tipping point of becoming this new version this this new type of person that we really haven't been Mm -hmm. um in the past so here it goes you thought it was near but in reality it is here It is now time to share your worth. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to activate what your soul knows so clear? Not only is it important to know your worth, but it is important to share it in your sphere, in your world. Life is destined and it is designed to express your authentic truth. So where do you start? What What does that even look like when it feels like all you have is nothing but the desires of your heart? Well, let's begin with this. What do you value now? What is now a part of your life that was not three years ago, two years ago, a month ago? You can be well aware of what you've lost. Your house, your car, your job, your spouse, even your child or someone near and dear to you. But have you acknowledged what you've gained? Sometimes it only feels like it's wisdom and lessons learned in this aspect of your life that are the only things that you're happening to carry and maintain. So here's your chance to uphold it. Here's your opportunity to showcase it. Wear your wisdom like the crown you have now obtained. This is how you're able to see, you are now emerging high. This is how you're able to grasp that you are now on the rise. Your butterfly season is here. Your cocoon is cracking wide open and it is time to show Your true colors with little to no hesitation and no resistance to fear. This patterning of your new identity, this new you that is showing up and emerging through is here for the taking. It has some living to do. It has some dreams to see come true. It has some heights and altitudes to manage that in no way you could accomplish living as the old you. But this new identity it isn't always greeted with kindness and care. It may disrupt some of the people around you, but when you are really doing, it's helping them realize they have wings too, that they can let go of their darkness and cease the war with their inner God and goddess. Showing them on a deeper level that in their heart that they can fly, that they can have the faith and power to release some of their deepest, darkest secrets no longer being held down by their stories, no longer living underneath someone else's expectations, letting go by opening up and transforming their past and breaking out of limitations and boundaries for the next generations. No longer do you have to wrestle with your worth because you're strengthening your boundaries and you're gaining clarity on what you want to pursue. No longer do you have to look for the ones you think that love you to save you. No longer do you have to fit into circles to validate layers of your identity. No longer do you have to fight for relationships that demean your character or make you question your sanity. What's bottled up will always disturb you to your core. What's unsettled will always keep you running after things to validate you until you're empty. What is the point of obtaining your manifestations when you're still unfulfilled with your quote unquote more? You've got pressure for a reason pay attention to the truth it is wanting you to express in these in this season because what is set free will break off of you and will be disintegrated and left at the door of your shadow self of your shell that you've been coming out of at one point your shadow was your protection your cocoon has served its purpose now Your darkness has had its time and it served its position and had its prime by you relying on it for your strength and navigating your solutions. But the light is seeping through now as your guide, now as your direction is coming to you in unforeseen ways that you will know that it is for you in this next phase. The light is your new safety net. Whether you trust will be held responsible For how far you can stretch. So my question to you is, are you willing to let go of everything? Are you willing to say yes to your next, even when you don't know your next steps? Are you willing to let go of perfect? Are you willing to mourn those old things that you're constantly trying to make come alive and resurrect? There is a new beginning coming your way that needs your complete surrender and attention. The cracks to your destiny are beginning to reveal themselves. The shell to your unlimited powers is beginning to conceive itself. The texture to your glorious light is beginning to beam itself. This is your breaking point. This is your tipping point into a more refined you. This is your moment for the divine in you to come through.
0: Oh. My that was good. See, he probably just wrote that after you read my thing. That was so good though. Like, I just that. yeah, cuz you're just like, like I got to do better. Okay. <laughs> that was really good. Okay. Like Thank and that you. was that's definitely a good note like to end on and say going to the future. Like yeah. Like once I realize what she did or he did or yes. 2019 the wig. did, the wig did, then that's like the moment of clarity to be like Okay, you ignited self. It's like emo- it's like next level emotional telling. like <laughs> <laughs> So, you. I appreciate that. No Thank problem. you for sharing. Yes. So, what can we expect before I wrap up for you next year? Are you going to be back out there creatively? Can we get your like podcast information can yes. we go to the next bulky writing so, something that the people- uh, com. check mm-hmm. me out
1: gives you updates of what's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um yes, that can include a podcast, which is really something I'm trying to Level up, um, production value wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like I said, I have some videos I want to put out, including some poetry. Um, yeah, and some little. I got some little lip sync ideas lip-sync. I want to oh, do. So we'll, we'll see. That's a new lip sync. Yes. Okay, lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: what's your Instagram?
1: <laughs> Instagram, the
0: Chris Cotton. The Chris Cotton. Okay, the Chris Cotton. I yeah. get it. <laughs> all right, well, thank you for chatting with me briefly, uh, randomly, impromptu. I love thank it. Thank you for sharing with me. Thank you for listening to me, yes. as always. Maybe it was about me more than you. <laughs> start. It's all good. Um, it be like that sometimes. We're going to enjoy the rest of this last day and hopefully not the last day, day, but like you yes. know, the last day of this year in Los Angeles. And I will I have gonna, a really quick. Oh, you have a quick. This moment. <laughs> has made
1: the end of my 2018 year like this movie right here this is really dope i think you like like this is my this is your first right and so i'm honored to be the first like you could have selected anybody (laughs) in the world you picked me so um no and like this is us too like this is how we vibe and just to
0: share it with the world like i said really dope. you teach me a lot about reflection i think the best way to start this podcast with ending with new beginnings is to acknowledge like you're one of the few people I can actually acknowledge when I'm wrong or my mistakes or looking back without judgment. So I thought it'd be great to just start this conversation and then you set the tone for everybody else.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for letting me come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs>